Conference play starts again. Fill up the gola when we be rushing things, but enjoy the basketball now. For we need a little coaching right this very minute. Plays called in the huddle. Movement on the court. Yes, we need a little coaching right this very minute. I haven't seen any defense. Oh, Ashtir, it's near its end. Right up the L. Recruit the brightest resemblance of players I've ever seen. Slice up the opponents. It's time we do something right on the basketball court. For we need a little screening. Need a little guarding. Need a little shooting. Banners in the rafters. And we need a little something. Happy ever after, we need a little coaching now. What's up? That's the Southwest Philly, Florida, man. Shout out to my cousin Burn. Shout out to my mom, B.O.A. All y'all, man. We out here in Southwest. The Southwest Philly, Florida. Tony fans, welcome to another episode of the Goal Standard, episode 26. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the little Christmas uh, treat we gave you guys. Hopefully you get a chuckle or two. A lot of practice um, involved to get that. <laughs> yeah, we need a chuckle or two after, you know, yesterday's performance. Yeah, it's Bucknell. We're recording on Sunday, um, December 19th. We haven't, you know, had a podcast in a while, I think uh, three or four weeks, you know, we had a brief hiatus. Um, so, you know, I thought time, you know, a lot has occurred since then, you know, in this, you know, in this episode, we're going to talk about, you know, the, I think what five games we didn't talk about. We're going to talk about briefly, you know, yeah. obviously some of the current events um, going on, you know, the smoke machine, the, you know, promotion of Pat Chambers, um, yeah, the demotion of Don Carr. Um, so, yeah, we're going to briefly highlight that and I guess, you know, summarize and, you know, maybe talk about our predictions going into conference play. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, a little preview of the outline we're going to be talking about this episode. Um, anything else I forgot, Dennis, that we're going to be talking about? No, no, let's dive in with the smoke machine. Okay. One okay. of the biggest moments in recent recent memories with Tom Gold Arena, definitely like it went. It was the the neon L, and now the smoke machine. Just amazing headlines that we're getting out of this arena right now. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. I mean, I feel like I don't know. Definitely promoting like our brand. I don't know if it's a good way or a bad way, but you know the marketing is there, and I feel like it's you know probably the best we have at this point. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm glad that they uh, they leaned into it because mm-hmm. as you know we're the punching bag for just about everyone in the A10. So um, they played it up. They added a second smoke machine and posted a video of it. We haven't seen the second smoke machine yet, but as soon as we see 
that in person, we will, we will post that because that that's nice that they would, they would kind of lean into it and, and not take it away. You know, that Absolutely. if they took it away, that would make me feel worse about this whole situation. Like we, we can't even like take a joke, you know, but instead yeah, no, they spin it and they make it into more of a Twitter joke and, and everybody loved it. Everybody ate it up. So now maybe it'll, maybe it'll result in some more tickets sold because people want to see the L and, and the smoke machine. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's definitely good. They embrace it. I feel like the, like on the Sigma of Salas, you know, they obviously don't have like the best facilities, but it's good. They can own it because, you know, any kind of, you know, an increase in attendance or whatever they can, I'm happy they kind of, you know, feel like the antiquated style was, you know, they shut it down and they wouldn't, you know, embrace the situation, but I'm happy they were able to do that. Um, Cause you know, it is what it is like, you know, yep. they can only deal with what they currently have in terms of facilities. You know, they painted the wall, they lighted the L and now they have the smoke machine. They might as well embrace it. Um, obviously yep. this situation was better, but you can only, you know, deal with what you have. So I'm happy they're embracing it. Hopefully, um, you know, the intense gets, you know, slightly better. I'm not, obviously I'm not going to, it's not going to be like sold out because of this. That'd be pretty cool. But, um, you know, whatever kind of draw it's going to get um, is definitely better than uh, without it. Yeah, definitely. We've seen a few tweets about people saying how much they want to get there now, like even more so. Yeah. Uh, it's like this this mysterious gym. I, I That's a whole uh, section of Twitter is just making fun of people's facilities and looking at gyms and arenas. What? Uh, somewhere in California. Um, oh, the beach. Um, Long Beach whatever university that's called I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now but they have like a pyramid arena okay, it's yeah. built like a it's built like a pyramid long which beach is state? insane like people love that stuff okay long beach state yeah that's probably it um but people love that type of stuff so yeah let's get let's add some more quirks let's add more smoke machines let's let's add more neon l's let's add uh, something hanging from the rafters like a big maybe a gong or like a big bell or something like not what the Sixers do, but something crazier. Um, just keep it, keep going. Let's let's make it the weirdest arena ever, and I think it will actually help us because, Lord knows, we're never going to get a new arena. It's going to be renovated. That's about it. It's just going to be a renovation. So, let's just get wild before they change it up again. You know? Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. Um, before we get into the games, I feel like another uh, issue of note, or I guess you know, thing to talk about is you know the promotion of Pat Chambers. Um, you know, he was the head coach of Penn State and then he got fired because, uh, you know, he's doing some, um, let's say some scandalous things or some scandalous remarks, I should, I should say. Yeah. And, you know, he was given, you know, a volunteer job and then now he was promoted to, I think, top assistant and, or maybe an assistant coach. Um, and by doing so, Donnie Carr was demoted. So I feel like, you know, we've seen his presence on the sidelines, you know, holding those like whiteboards. Um, yeah. Definitely has the pedigree. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, for sure. For sure. Well, like he, he, he was so quiet the first few games, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Like he literally just sat, he sat behind Ashley Howard. He wasn't even he on the bench. He was sitting like behind him where the towel guys are and like the water boys. So now he's sitting right there next to, Ash and he's got a whiteboard and he's holding it up. He's calling plays on offense typically, right? From what we've seen, right? Yeah. 
mm-hmm. which is remarkable considering what, what 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 did we do prior? Like Ash just kind of handed over the reins here. Very interesting to me. Yeah, like, it's very interesting. Was this from above? Like, is this That's Baptiste telling him, like, hey man, this is how it's gonna go? Like, is this lighting a fire under Ash? Is Pat next? Is like what is going on in behind the scenes? Because it is very awkward, and I feel bad about Donnie because he's mm-hmm. been there forever. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody deserves more than Donnie Carr. From he's given so much to this program, and within a few games, Pat Chambers took your spot. So I, I'm really curious what is the what's the mindset here? Granted, with the, the other side of the coin is that I would love to see Pat Chambers, you know add to add value to this team because Absolutely. we know that they're terrible in a lot of ways right now. So I will gladly take his advice. I just wish it wasn't so awkward. And it does make me wonder if Pat is going to be the next head coach of LaSalle basketball eventually. What do you, what do you think? Is that, do you yeah, think no, that I agree. That, yeah. I mean, I mean, you never know. Um, I mean, the timing is crazy kind of considered like you look on the website now and he has a different title than I did before and people are tweeting that out. So it's very, I don't know if it's very unique. I don't know. It definitely reminds me of, you know, Harry Boisman getting demoted with Chip Kelly and again, you know, the GM rolled back. Um, <laughs> obviously different, you know, Chambers wasn't there, but it's like, it's very kind of interesting. And, you know, you know um, Harry Boisman's now the GM again. So I don't know. It gives me that type of vibes. Um, yeah. I would love to see what they're saying behind closed doors. Um, you know, I don't know, it came right after I, uh, the, you know, Villanova and Temple losses, which were, I don't know, I thought like quite embarrassing. Yeah. Um, it was time for a change, I guess. That, yeah, that's, from I'm the very, outside, that's what it looks like. It's like time for a change, time yeah. for an upgrade. But yeah, like I'm curious kind of some of the things that were going into it. Um, yeah, it's very, I mean, you can't argue about his pedigree. I mean, you know, he's a P5 coach and, you know, he won an, and I see at Penn State and Penn State, you know, it wasn't a traditional big, you know, it's not for a football team, not for its basketball program. So I'm, but I'll take him though. I think, you know, like I said before, he led BU um, NCAA tournament. Um, so whatever kind of knowledge they can get out of him, I'm curious to know how they're, um, you know, him and Ash, you know, taking thoughts from each other and springboarding. I'm just curious how that's working. Um, yeah. What, uh, one thing that I could see as being a negative right now is like, this might not help the culture of the program. If there's two leaders and two coaches that are kind of talking as head coaches, you know, as a player, how do you, I don't know. I, I feel yeah, like that. True. It's like, who do you listen to? Yeah. Or, well, you listen this, to both. You listen to both, but like inconsistency right now yeah. is a glare is like an issue. Like we, when we see the guys on the court, they're there. You never know who's going to perform. So it's almost like that's a reflection of you never know who's going to be coaching you at any given moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't like the structure, honestly. I hope it like it feels it feels temporary, and that is not what we need right now. You know what I mean? Like we we can't have like Pat coming in and yelling and and Ash doing the same thing, like switching in the huddles. Like I feel like I've seen Pat coaching the huddles too. So like it's fine. That's fine. I mean, I'm sure it's fine, but to the players, it's got to be done really well it's got to be done the right way because it will it will reflect poorly on the team when they're playing and you know somebody's on the bench and 0 for 10 
that we expected to like go off that night, which is difficult. I mean, it's hard to predict who's going to play well, but we, you need to have, if there's one thing that should be consistent, it should be the coaching, right? Yeah, the same, absolutely. The yeah, same mindset. Team, like the way they, yeah. You know, they hammer home the, the ideals, they hammer home the mindset. What is our, what is our identity? Ash says it's defense. Well, we just gave up the 82 points to Bucknell. Like mm-hmm. we'll get into that stuff, but think about, what is our identity with two coaches now? It, it definitely changed. There's no, like, it's definitely changing. And, and I'm sure they're going to try and keep it the same. And, yeah. but it's hard to ignore this, this, this changing of the guard, so to speak. Yeah. And, and I just don't, I just don't like it overall long term. In, in the moment, it might be really important because I feel like this team is on the fringe and about to like fall off. You know what I mean? So it, it is great to have him right now, but this feels like a band aid. A temporary fix yeah in order to build up a program you need you need one guy to lead them for 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 the whole season no 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 ejections no <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. need, <laughs> that 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 would be okay though if ash gets ejected now pat would be the next guy up right yeah i'd be interested this that'd be very interesting to see if pat i guess pat will be the next up next guy up um, you know, last year we saw Ash Howard get, you know, ejected twice and they saw Kyle Griffin, um, you know, come in and coach. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see, you know, if what would happen, you know, if, you know, Pat would be that guy, obviously, you know, what that happened, but that's interesting. Um, so I might as well get into, it. I'll segue in, like, I guess one of the things, and, you know, we're, we haven't, you know, potted in a while, like five games. So, um, I'm just going to start off and you were saying, um, so I was going to say one of the things I have noticed as Chambers has, you know, taken a greater role um, within the program. Like I'll talk about the three game winning streak in that three game winning streak. Um, you know, they beat Penn, Fairleigh Dickinson, Holy Cross. And then by doing that, I feel like we saw like a different, you know, starting lineup. And in that, I kind of saw like Josh Nickelberry be that go to guy. And I feel like that was. I feel like Chambers kind of had um, his hands with that because I feel like he was the go-to guy. And before, I feel like, you know, he was starting, but I feel like not really getting that. I feel like, you know, he was yeah. running plays for him. So I feel like that was big. Um, yeah, Ash doesn't run plays. Isn't that so funny? No, like, yeah. I mean, Pat does. The more Ash I, like, does. think about it, I know, you know, we had the song about, you know, Ashley Howard in the beginning of the program. But – um uh, what was I going to say? I forgot my, oh, that's my point. Oh, I know he, he's very restrictive in what he can do, you know, with this program. You know, I know he's in year four, but I'm curious if he kind of realizes, like, obviously he knew there was a lot of work to do with this program. And he kind of realizes that, like, this is probably harder than I thought it was going to be. I don't know if he was promised, like, facility. Like, I would love to, like, see what the pitch they gave him, you know, take this program is, you know, when they were interviewing him to see, like, you know, oh, by this time, by, you know, the 21-20 season, we'll have no arena. Like, and that's like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah, I'll be able to get these recruit. Like, I'll be able to sell this certain recruit. But now, like, he doesn't have that. And he's, like, he's just trying to get what, um, whatever he can get. And I feel like it just hasn't worked out. And obviously, like you were saying, it's so tough to game plan. I feel like if you're Ashley Howard, because your players are so inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get from a game to game basis. Yeah. It'd yeah. be great. You know, if Josh Nickelberry was a go-to guy, um, 
but then you know there's so many inconsistencies i i want to go off point i'm just trying to there's so many kind of inconsistencies and um yeah um and also you know with chambers kind of taking over i I feel like you've seen kenny and brantley with less of a role and you thought you know beginning of the season that these guys are going to play more minutes but there's just so much inconsistency and another thing i kind of seen you know with chambers taking a uh, bigger role i think mr gill you know is inserted in the starting lineup and i feel like their movement their ball movement was a lot better with him yeah like he had nine assists against Riley dickinson seven that was ridiculous i'd never seen that Uh, i didn't know anwar could do that like i didn't know that was yeah um, so so confusing so confusing to me like (laughs) i didn't expect it at all yeah but on the same token like having Anwar, like sometimes we'll be turnover, like we'll turn the ball over too much. So it's like, and I don't know. I feel like with the starting lineup of like Christian Ray, Clifton Moore, Anwar, and then, you know, Brickus and Nickelberry, I feel like you're limited offensively, you know, with Ray. I, I feel like, you know, Christian Ray, you can't say enough about the guy. He works hard, you know, he even mops the floors. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I feel like the offense has him there. I feel like, you know, he plays so hard. He played 30, like he played 30 minutes yesterday against Bucknell, but he didn't score. Like, right. You can if, only overdo that so much. Like, it, yeah. If you could sub out offense, defense every, every time, Ray would be on defense and mm-hmm. then subbed out on offense. Cause Ray, I don't think he, he got a bucket against Bucknell. No, no, he didn't, he didn't score, um, which is crazy. Cause usually he gets something like a putback or, Maybe he hits a three, but you're right. He's not offensively talented. Like he is not, that's not his thing. Like straight up. It's not his thing. So when you, when you have Ray as like, honestly, the most consistent guy on the defensive end, like it sucks. We have to, it sucks. Yeah, that he, they have to go play offense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. They're figuring it out. I hope what sucks is that I, maybe this is normal, Rich. I'm, I'm getting on a tangent here, but maybe this is normal. Maybe, Teams aren't supposed to have defined roles every game. And and there's not that many teams. Maybe there's not that many teams that have a core starting five. I'd have to like kind of go back and look through all that stuff. But Rich, how many teams have like a core starting five? And how many teams cycle through like 10 players before before 10 minutes have eclipsed in the first in the first? Uh, I, you know, like, like how many how many teams are I doing mean- that? I don't know. If you look at the eight animals, like going off the top of my head, I feel like Bonnie, I, you know, Bonnie's played that same five, you know, if everyone's healthy. I feel like Richmond has their core. But like, even when like, I'm trying to think other teams, I feel like Davidson has, you know, I feel like their core. But like, even we had Janini, I feel like he played like seven, like five, six, seven, eight guys, or, or like eight guys in the rotation, like, you know, three off the bench or whatever. But like, the more I think about it with Ash Howard, like, what is going to change? Like, it's year four, and you keep on waiting, and, you know, he's getting his recruits in, and, like, you're waiting for him to get these players, and you're waiting and waiting. But his kind of – what he's shown, everyone plays around the similar type of minutes. Like, yeah. there's, like, eight guys who'll play between, like, 25 to 28 minutes. And it's, like, that's really not – you're really not – is he not getting the talent or are you not developing the players? Because I don't know, there was some kind of ranking and I feel like LaSalle was number like two 
in terms of recruits, but then by the time they leave the door, they're at the bottom. So like, is it a lack of development? I feel like that point. is, I don't, I feel like it's a lack of, I think that's what it is. I think it's a lack of development. I know that he doesn't have a system and I, I know it's very difficult because the way he, I don't like the way he substitutes and the way, you know, he gives these guys very even minutes. He, he like must have very, promised them the world. I think he's over promising. Yeah, I think that's I mean, what it he's is, probably, go ahead. Well, I think he's over promising. That's all I'm saying. He's probably right. Cause he's probably worried about, you know, the facilities and trying, you know, like a Brantley, like he's probably like, Oh, I'm lucky to get a Brantley. So I have to promise him the world for him to stay here because, you know, in the past couple of years, he's lost some like decent players. We lost Ed Croswell. Oz Croswell will probably be our best player right now. Oh, um, definitely. definitely. So he doesn't want to lose guys. Yeah. That's so sad that we year four and there's, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. Like you're, you're four and I don't see us getting better anytime soon. No. No, it's it's a shame because I know like I was very optimistic and oh yeah, I don't know you were super optimistic. I mean that was my stretch goal and I was, I was super optimistic. But I guess I saw something and you know we saw him. Um, I mean he was optimistic too. I'm kind of curious, you know, why he doesn't you know schedule those MTEs like some of the message we're just saying like he's really embarrassed that like they would get blown out by that much like by the if they played actually like decent teams. Like I don't. Me, that is why. Like, I mean, I lost, you know, to Bucknell yesterday, and it, it's just frustrating. Like, I don't know what to expect. Like, I don't know the path forward that, you know, would show me optimism. Well, you know? our, so think of it like this. Everyone says crawl, walk, run. We are crawling. We are, we have, we are nowhere near walking, right? Would you agree? We have regressed. We are crawling. When you need, in order to, in order to move from crawling to walking, you have to win those easy games, those games against like a Bucknell, the road ones that, and it's like, if you can't even do that, yes, you call it Pat Chambers. Maybe that's what's going on here. Like, you know what I mean? They're crawling. Baptiste is like, hello, you're four, man. Wake up. Boom. Ash is like, I need a lifeline here. Pat, come in, teach me something. Right. This could yeah, be like absolutely. something like that. Like Pat is teaching Ash uh, how to walk. You know what I mean? And, and granted, we haven't seen the fruits of that, this, this new structure yet. I mean, I, I thought I say. saw that in three game win streak. Dude, like I was, I, I was getting, opti- <laughs> I was getting optimistic saying I, I like can't. that could be something. I, I was not optimistic whatsoever. I was getting like slightly because they were winning, but it's like, Mm-mm. Yeah, I want. I wanted like false optimism. Like you know, I wanted them to win five in a row going into, you know, Fordham, give me false hope. But the only good you know, win was Penn. You know, bad bad teams, and they yeah. can't. And I don't think they really won a game on the road. Nope. And obviously, they're going to have what they is it eighteen um games. So they played nine on the road in conference play, something like that. So I don't think they've won a road game because you know they lost at Temple, they lost um at Delaware. At Delaware, at Bucknell. Bucknell. All of those teams were very beatable. All of those teams, and instead, it was the it was almost blowouts. Two of the three, I'm telling you, when we walked into the season, we said we could beat Temple this year, right? If we 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 were more optimistic about the team at the time, yeah. All I'm saying is that it should have been closer game. It should have been like Delaware, not like Villanova when we played Temple. That was Delaware was the best game they played all year. I think Penn was. Isn't Penn? I mean, it's close. 
Delaware is a better team. I was thinking I about like, Ken Palm. I like the back and forth. I they were better. But no, I'm Penn. They won Penn. I don't know. Penn's three and ten. Like Delaware's like nine and three. Yeah. Um. But I don't. I don't think that those three wins speak to anything. I'm sorry. I'm like totally what opposite. Three wins? Against Fairleigh Dickinson. Oh no! I, no, I I agree. I, was I just do trying not. To hope they got confidence to build off something so they could like just have co- any kind of con- like you know what I mean. I'm just grasping yeah. at anything. That's all we got. No, but you're right. You're right. I'm just barely any to... confidence. It's like yeah. Oh, they they beat a uh, Fairleigh Dickinson. Literally looked like a scrimmage against a D two. Uh, who did we play? You you said him earlier. Lincoln. Lincoln. University. Lincoln. That it, it was basically Lincoln. Um, Holy Cross. Probably the same thing. Lincoln. Um, do not. Take those wins with a grain of salt because we are better than that as a as a team. Like historically, this team historically needs to play we, better. <laughs> but, but like this year, we like you can't like I'm taking anything I can get. What a pathetic situation we're in right now. Our, our win against Penn is is all we have to hang our hat on, and then they're not even that good. No, but I love how like Penn, like everyone's saying, oh, Penn's a good win. Penn's a good win. But like they're three and ten. Like I, I it's not a good win. Like I like. Everyone on the message boards and other people talking like Penn, like Penn is like who we are. So like we're not a good team. Like great, you beat LaSalle, great, you beat Penn. But like it's not. I don't know. It, it's just like a win. I, like yeah. it's. I'm not gonna like hold my hat on it. Um, they're too comfortable at home. This is like it's a different team at home. So I, I will say, Rich, like if we were gonna upset a team this season in the A10, it would be at Gola, which isn't yeah. any surprise to us, but. I would be very surprised if we went on the road. That was because of COVID when we, when we went on the road. So, yeah. Um, and it's becoming more obvious than ever that those three wins against the top three, a 10 schools last year were all due to COVID 110% because you look at this team this year, we were supposed to get better and we have gotten worse. So I, I, yeah. I am totally, I've totally forgotten about those three games. It was fun. We got a lot of Twitter followers, but I, I think that we are nowhere near in a place to beat a team on the road in the a10 i think we're looking at blowouts like umass last year i think we're yeah, looking at blowouts I, I can, against see that. uh george mason okay i think we're gonna get blown out i i really do it can get ugly fast so you know how we have to do it right ash has to <laughs> play down to what we do like hold the score under 50 or 40 whatever you want to call it and he needs to just foul and be scrappy and maybe we'll eat out a win that's the only way we're going to win because we bucknell <laughs> The worst thing about this whole situation is Bucknell is not good. And they dropped 82 on us. 82. Yeah, I didn't. What the hell? It was Defense is supposed to be your thing. He said it in the pregames. If you listen to Kale on the radio, he interviewed Ash. And Ash said that the identity is defense. It's something they've been preaching to them the past few days, hammering it home. And look at that. They come out and they get dish out 82 on the road. So if that in Bucknell stinks, Bucknell's terrible. And they made their big man look like Luke Herringody or some, I don't know. I'm trying to compare him to like some old school big men, Trey Mitchell. So like when you, yeah, they're real old school, big men. Yeah. When you go on the road, what do you think is going to happen, man? We're, if it's a shootout, we lose every time. If it's a shootout, we are going to lose. We're very lucky that Jack Clark had 18 or 20 some points. That was, that was rare. Cause he usually doesn't hit those threes. Like, where are we as an offense? We don't have any offense. Will Nickelberry perform? I'm pretty sure Nickelberry has had only good games at home. Am I right? I feel like Nickelberry yeah. only oh, yeah, has yeah. gone off in the com- in the confines of Tom Gola Arena. And that's a place where Rich and I can score buckets 
in intramurals day in and day out. Like it's like, it's, it's pretty easy. So yeah, I'm just, I, I don't treat home wins with the same respect that I used to. I don't think it, I don't think like we might beat or keep someone close, but it's the road, it's the road games that I'm really paying attention to. Right. That's the, yeah, that's but, the most important mm-hmm. thing here. We got to keep the road games close at least. Yeah, no, you make a really good point. Um, it's going to be very difficult to know, you know, when on the road, I mean, I feel like the only, the only chance, you know, for them to win on the road is if, you know, they don't allow fans that game. I feel like that'll, that'd be <laughs> huge, right. but. Um, Rich, that's a good quote. I might, I might tweet that quote out. The only chance right. of us to win on the road um, is going to be, no, that's fair. But I, 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 you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just frustrating. Cause like you said, it seems like, you know, they're just regressing and I feel like it's like very difficult because I feel like there, I feel like there is like some kind of talent there, but for whatever reason, they can't extract it out of the guys. Like, yep. I see like Kenny and Brantley, you know, having lesser roles, but I know they have talent, but they don't know how to extract it. Like, you're right. And when you have, you know, a Christian Ray playing 30 minutes, not giving you any scoring. I mean, I don't think he had the best offensive. I don't think he played that well on defense yesterday. I mean, it's so tough. I feel like when you have guys like Gill and Ray and I feel like sometimes Clifton, like, you know, yeah. that's your starters, but they're not big offensive guys. I know, you know, I think going into Bucknell, I think we were allowing our defense like the opponents were shooting like 41 percent on average which actually isn't that bad believe it or not because I, I was like looking and we're actually like our shooting percentage is like around 41 percent and i think mm, i think that's because our low scoring is bad as how bad our offense is i think ash planned for them to be better offensively and i think their defense might not be I think their defense might not be up to par of what they yeah. thought it would be, but their offense has just been really, really bad. And I think the shooting like, percentage is so high, 41%, because we don't shoot that that's much. That's not that high. Are, are not. You, are you, what, what you're saying is like, that's actually not bad, right? What, that's not bad. 41%? No, I'm saying to allow the defense at 41% isn't bad. The oh, you're talking about sh- defense. I thought you were talking about offense. I, I mean, I, we were shooting around the same. Like, we're shooting and allowing, like, our opponents to shoot around the same as we are. Got it. I'm saying our offense is that bad. Because a lot of big guys, if, you know, they're getting high percentage shots like Clifton. He should be shooting, like, 55% from the floor. If he's getting layoffs, he's shooting, like, 40%. That's that's pretty bad. Yeah. And he just, like, can't finish. You know what I mean? He can't finish above the rim, and that's huge. Like, he's a talented guy. And I feel like it's so tough when you have to de- – pen like you don't know what you're expecting you don't know where the scoring is going to come from every night like yeah you know nickelberry like i was saying should be our go-to guy you know he's taking a bigger role against those crap teams like but what is he going to do against the good teams you know on the road like you said like you make such a good point nothing nothing so it's tough and then like oh jack clark's going to show up but like he doesn't it's just so many like here's a deep clark they start scanny did start here's a deep thought i have like just, when you think uh, about these transfers, they went to a big school, right? All this hype, right? Indiana, like Cliff- Louisville. Oh, they're like the chosen one in their hometown. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they find out they're not that good. Okay. So they transferred down. 
That's literally what it is. They transferred down to LaSalle. So their confidence cannot be great. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're not like, I'm the man. They're not like dogs. No, I think that they lose the dog mentality. So when you are recruiting or trying to get somebody to transfer to your school from a, a power five, you have to account for that mental portion. I feel like, like Rich and I also need to adjust. Like we, we think because they're coming from a power five school, they're going to be a dog. They're going to be like insane. They're going to be the next Ramon Galloway. That is not the case. That is so far from the truth in all these situations. We were so lucky to get Ramon and Tyrone from, from power five schools. DJ and Pookie were like at least more competent than these guys. You're right. You're right. More competent than these guys. I don't, I don't know if you can say that, like, just call that like a deco, not like a declaration. I'm saying it's, it's just tough. Like, yeah. Like think about it. Like mentally, like you, yeah. Uh, you know, Ash promised them the world when they came to LaSalle, when they transferred mm-hmm. down. And so they have to find it in, in themselves to be that guy. And w- maybe they are. Maybe Josh is trying to be that guy. Maybe Clifton is trying his absolute hardest. I think, but I, I do think Ash's system doesn't let them be very good. And you were saying that the other day. You were saying that Clif- Clifton Moore has not been used properly. And I, I, I do agree. I definitely agree with that. And the same could be said with Josh Nickelberry. I feel like those two are not being used correctly. We also have a lot of other guys that are just not being used. But those two, when they transferred in, there was a plan in place. There should have been a plan in place. So you have to take that mental uh, fortitude yeah. that they have or what's left of it when they transfer down. Yeah. And they have to merge with this ash system. And I think both of those things are not working. What like system? Both of them. Exactly. There's no system. That's a good exactly. So it's like, it's like I'm a dog. I'm that guy. Like I can be, I can be that guy. All like right. No one kind of plug has and play killer instinct and nothing and happens. Exactly. They don't kill. They don't kill. It's like, all right, go ahead and kill them. They don't kill them. It happens every time. Like what, yeah. what, where did, where's the disconnect? You know what I mean? I, I, mm-hmm. I fear that's on Ash. I, I'm going to say it. I feel like that's on Ash. Like you've got to transform these guys. Also granted, this is Ash's what in his experiences, like at Nova, how much of a transformation did he cause for these guys? Like how much transforming did he do? Yeah, Allegedly I, he transformed what archie i don't right? i don't know what his role i don't know what i know he's like a good recruiter i don't yeah. know what his kind of role was so we need to go back change like, the coach i don't know to, what yeah we need to sorry we need to find like nova guys we need to find someone that was in that culture and understand what ash's role was you know what i mean being underneath jay i don't know if he was limited i don't know if ash didn't actually have all the tools in the toolbox it was the sexy pick of course it was all of the intangibles were there. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and, and, or as, uh, apparently they were there. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, that's one everyone thing. Everyone was like, you got to get Ash. You got to get Ash. But what did he have in the toolbox? Because I, I don't see any development. And I thought that yeah, that was like a huge piece. Yeah. But it's one thing to be an assistant. Then it's another thing. Like, if you don't have right. any head coaching experience, like now, obviously, you know, we've seen that. Um, yeah, it's one thing to be an assistant, but another thing to be a head coach. And, you know, he's calling the shots now. You know, he's probably just doing recruiting or, you know, get me, you know, guys from Maryland or, you know, get me guys in my hotbed. Um, maybe he, I don't know if he helped out with development or just, you know, he was just a recruiting guy. He hasn't I mean, been I, bad I don't, with recruiting. I don't know. I, we got to gotta say he ha- has not been bad with recruiting. Would you agree? But like developing, he hasn't. Like me, right. I don't know if they're good or they should be good or these rankings. I don't know if we're Tennessee football and yeah. these rankings are way higher. Like, oh, you know, like, but the thing is, like, 
the one thing, like, I feel like last year, when we talked Clifton more, he barely touched the ball. Like, now he is, he's seeing more, you know, he's seeing more touches offensively. But I feel like he's inconsistent. And I feel like he, I like, I do, I like how he's being utilized, just not finishing. And, you know, Nickelberry's so up and down. Like, mm. I just don't know, like, what to I think expect based on what we see year. in year four, I think Ash is a great recruiter not a great development guy. And that may have been the case at Nova. It's it's tough. It's very tough with his facilities. I mean, I know he's tough. He's you're saying he's probably promising the world. And I mean, there's still the same amount of time on the, on the clock. There's still the distance from one end of the baseline to the other is the same. The ball is the same. The height of the rim is the same. Like Mm -hmm. they committed to him and they're not being developed. And I, I I think you got to make do, you got to make do, but like, they're not making do. <laughs> yeah, no, like even like Brickus, like a lot of people thought that he was going to be, you know, because if you look at like people's stats, like they usually go up every single year. But like you see Brickus, like, you know, I think he averaged like 8.8. And I think right now it's maybe like nine something. But like you'd like to make to see that 12 and then the 14. Like, you know, what I mean, you see it gradually, like two or three points up every yeah. year. Same with Ray. Like he averaged 7.5 last year. Now at a 5.8. Like you don't want to see regression. Yeah. And, I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, I know he's a lot of guys and like it's, it's so tough. It's a log jam, but that's yeah, what, a log jam. That's why he brought this on himself. It's yeah. Recruit someone else, you know, recruit more Jacks, yeah. more Jack Clarks. But I, but I feel like, but I feel like it also comes down to um, like the, the kids discipline. And I feel like when you see some of the attitude and like, Sometimes it looks like they don't even care. Like Clark, some like I just, it's very, it's very difficult. Um, yeah, they're kids. Difficult to say out. Like, they're I kids, feel like man. you know, there's I mean, not many diehard fans, and the facilities are bad. But it, I don't know. It's just I feel like it is. I don't know. It's just very, very frustrating. Do you think? Good. Um. Do you, now with all of this being said. I I do have a part of me that thinks we need to keep Ash longer than five years. Just whoa, whoa. just longer for some, than five, so we're on your four. Yeah, just for so, listen. But like, just, what's what's your solution? Listen, I, the reason I want him for more than five is just so that we have like something solid. Like a new coach means a whole reset of everything. You know what I mean? But yeah, but what do you? But, but like, why would you want him longer than five years if? In four years, he has because really we're going to announce a new arena. I'm just kidding. Uh, no. no, but like a part of Wait, me, so is, I said a part of me thinks on the other on the other on the other side, like change is not good. Like we need to have like like consistency, and and it all starts at the head coaching position. So yeah, consistently. This bad. is a grind. Like, Ash could learn. This is me being positive right now. Ash could learn. He's learning right now from Pat. He's growing as well with these players. So in year six, seven, maybe there's, maybe there's a point where these young guys develop with him because he is now being developed. Ashley Howard is now being developed. Like there is a part of me that's like hold firm because changing of the coach can involve a whole new set of issues that LaSalle is not equipped to handle right now. Like I don't think we can take five steps back right now. That's what would happen if we got rid of Ash. Think about the, think about the domino effect if Ashley had to go after year five. I think it would be like a death toll. Like 
bang. Like, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get like a, um, what you would call it? Like the yeah, reinvigoration no, no, of the program. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't point. think the program no. will be in reinvigorated at all. Like, no. Big word there, but like. Yeah, that's a really good point. So it's, it's such a double-edged sword here. Like mm-hmm. we suck. We're not sure how good our coach is, but we have to like roll with it because if we, we can't take, we can't go back now. Right. And the more I think about it, the more I just am starting to really despise our, about that. our that's past pretty, That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm starting to like despise our like past president and like all the issues that came up and all the changes she made. Like it's like we made our bed and we had to sleep in it. So that's, that's me being like, kind of like we have to figure it out. But on the other hand, in the moment when I'm watching these basketball games, I'm like, there has to be more changes. There has to be more changes. Fortunately, Pat Chambers is around and he can be there in case shit hits the fan. But Rich, those are my, those are my two mindsets here it's like in in game moments i'm like oh we need a new leader but when i take a step back i'm like it's actually not a good thing for the university to find a new coach after five years i feel like it's it could be premature in some in leadership's eyes maybe maybe on the players like these recruits eyes too so it's a very careful it's a very thin line you know what i mean yeah that that's very very interesting i never really thought of it like that but that that makes a whole lot of sense because they probably I don't know. I'll say they is, I don't know, Baptiste and company. They probably, yeah. they're probably right. They probably brought in chambers to mentor Ash. Yeah. Talk about a little bit because they know that, or they're trying to make this work. It's not working. Yes. They're trying to fix them so he can stay around. Because like you said, if they were just get rid of them, I, I think as much as like, I'm saying, you know, hold out Hush Howard. Um, I, I think you're right. I think it, the program even takes a step back because the school's not in a good situation. I feel like if he's going, like it's it's hard because, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. They're trying to make it work. And I think they're trying to like, like you said, this is a quick fix. And I yeah. feel like, I don't know, LaSalle, I feel like it's had a history of, you know, I don't know, like being in tough situations, whether yeah. with presidencies, with scandals, with, yeah. you know, different, you know, coaches with the Hans. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the leadership, I don't know. I feel like they're trying to fix it. And then sometimes like this quick fix. And I don't know if it's really going to work. I feel like it never really does. Um, no, it doesn't. I mean, I, I can it see, usually I can see doesn't work saying. for small universities. We have to be very calculated, very like precise. Yeah. With our moves. I feel like we're running out of risks given our history with certain things. And yeah, our financial financial situation but one more thing is the is the is the building i do think i really do have hope that there's going to be news soon about the arena being changed for the better i know you don't i know you don't but like folks have talked to us rich and they'd be like hint they like hint at it you remember i feel like it's happened a few times they hint at it so i love that for it to actually happen like a, a paint job yeah well it will be deja vu it will be deja vu because colleen was supposed to be she was like hell yeah like we're doing that like i remember i'm pretty sure she was pretty pro arena like she definitely was like we're gonna try and it never happened so yes i'll take that with you know i'll take that with caution but i think i i envision this i envision new president gets elected and brian baptiste on the second day maybe not the second day but like pretty short no listen short shortly after brian baptiste you can't waste time with this. You got to get moving. They have so wasted I think Brian's going to, they they've, have. Ha- they've wasted so much time with this thing. 
Yeah, I know. You're right. But here's what I think is hap- here's what I think is going to happen. He's going to hand over the, the pamphlet. He's going to hand over the PowerPoint presentation to this oh new president. God. And they're going to sit down and they're going to think about the whole thing and the arena and things. And then he's going to either Baptiste is going to say, sign it or not. And and that'll be it. And and then if not, we wait a few more years. And and he if the president is not feeling it yet. But I really do think the pre- like the plans have been made and we need sign off from the president. I think that's where we're at right now. I really do. I, I don't know why I feel that way, but I feel like with the, the Jensen article, with the dollars that are supposedly ready to rock, like have been sitting there for a while, I think that they're nearing a plan and they unfortunately no. cannot go forward with the plan until the president signs off on it. Will the president sign off on it? The new president? We don't know. I don't know if O'Shaughnessy's the current interim president has the power to do that, but I, I don't think, I don't know if they're going to do that because he's not the, he's not the final president. So that's my, that's my theory. That's my big theory, Rich. I know you're like, well, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But I mean, it's got it. You know, that there, there has been talks, you know, that there has been talks. So we just need somebody to push it across the finish line. Because I don't know, like, like why, if there was talks about this, why would they spend the money on the L on, or I guess, I guess it doesn't matter if they're going to renovate it. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, like by Rich, painting the walls, lighting no, listen, the L, Rich, blowing smoke up. No, Rich, smoke up you're, more. you're, you're thinking irrationally right now. You're thinking about the current, the current fixes. I'm just talking about a plan that in five years we get in arena. I'm just talking about a plan that's like signed off. That they can raise money for. I'm not talking about a new arena tomorrow. You know what no, I mean? I know, but I just feel you're, you're like, thinking what? about like the 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 visuals right now. I'm just thinking no, about the long term plan. We finish. haven't seen a plan. Go ahead. We I'm haven't seen a plan that though. like with what they've done that they're worrying about like now. And I I don't think I think oh, this was you, th- you think that they're worried situation. about now, and that's why they no. Did no I'm it. saying by like I don't know. I feel like by doing that they're like up. Oh, you know, we're not getting anything soon. So we're going to try to do what we can. We're going to embrace the Gola. I don't know if it's the, this latest kind of camp, this latest, you know, thing with the smoke machine, all that crap. But I don't know. I feel like the school is in such a bad financial situation that, you know, it, it has other uh, things going on besides that. Yeah. And, you know, they're trying to, oh, we'll paint walls and, you know, they'll stop bothering us and we'll like yell <laughs> and smoke and we'll let yeah. smoke. And, I don't, I mean, I, 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 like given the leadership, given LaSalle's history with everything, I just don't, I don't think it's on the front burner. They want to hire a president. They want to get enrollment back. They have a lot of other things to do, but then again, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very skeptical. Um, That's fair. It kind of like stinks though. If I'm one of these other programs, um, you know, they cancel, they got rid of the baseball team to, you know, we're going to solidify our basketball program. What basketball pro? Like, they spent all this getting rid of the baseball team. The baseball team was better. In a top 75 recruiting class. They were one, they had a shot. They had a great season to get rid of them to prioritize basketball. And basketball hasn't done crap. Like, You're right. I'm just, I'm just very frustrated. And like, what? It's just LaSalle with this. It's just like LaSalle being LaSalle, like bad yeah. leadership. Like, I, I would love to know what's going on going on behind like closed doors um because we don't hear anything yeah we don't hear a keep that's and what i'm saying with the new president there, there's gonna be a plan. frustrating with the new president they should there should be a plan 
You know what I mean? Yeah. What plan? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it'll all come out. It'll all come out. Yeah. It'll be a, it, both could be true. The enrollment issue, they could ad- they could possibly address the school's issues, the enrollment, and like a campaign for the building, the arena, and enrollment all in one. Like the pres could make that his top three, top two priorities. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. po- it's possible. That's the positive person in me. But you're right, Rich. Like I, I, I it was only like, a part of me that believed that this could be coming down the pike. I feel like uh, the alumni other part are me, so like disengaged. Like, yeah, yeah. it's so bad with alumni because I feel like our alumni actually isn't bad. But like, no you're alumni right. gives a hoot about like I feel like any. I feel like everyone all of my so disengaged with the school because they're like, you know, we paid all this money, paid all these money in loans, like a private school, and and then Colleen cut the cut the yeah enroll, like, the i know money. some people are mad about that yeah um yeah but i feel like they don't engage i feel like they don't do a good job with that and i feel like they could do better and it's like no one wants to give back like there's not some kids you know in our class or so and you know the day of giving i think there was like four people who gave so like there's not i don't know it's so hard yeah to keep schools around like that when you don't have that kind of you know um engagement with your alumni and it's yeah. very difficult and i feel like it's just like i don't know it's a very sinking ship and it, it's sad to see i know you know we're both proud alumni and you know we host this i guess podcast um but it, it's, it's just frustrating to see and yeah. I, I love to see change i hope i'm wrong i'll be the first one to raise my hand um, i can't wait i hope i hope it happened like i really do hope that the, this new president shakes things and like in the right way, not like Colleen, because everyone would agree that I feel like Colleen shook up the per- shook up the school in the wrong ways. Yeah, <laughs> um, took a better job. Yeah. And then bounced. Um, I really do have a bad taste in my mouth after that one. Um, but I do think the, the selection is super important. And I do think that once the president is selected, we will eventually in a year or two years actually see a plan. Actually hear a plan like a public announcement about the way the way forward it feels like we're all handcuffed right everybody's like on hold because we don't have a president you know what i mean we don't we don't have a rudder we got a ship we're, we're floating we've heard all these stories about the new arena people are in our ears telling us it's coming guys it's coming rich you heard it too it's coming it's coming we keep hearing yeah. that we I have we have out. this ship that has all this positive potentially positive news and no rudder so hire a president what's taking so long man I don't know. Maybe nobody like signed said, up. You, nobody you literally just said the answer. You said they're taking the process. They're, I guess, evaluating <laughs> all the candidates and seeing they're <laughs> looking at the process. I don't know how long that's going to take, but they're evaluating the process. And I, you know, the process and the Sixers fell to shit. I, yep. I just, same I don't thing. Know. It's like maybe it's, it's, I feel like there's maybe more parallels than we think with that. You're um, right. I don't know. But, this new president's nickname will be the process. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, that was a tangent we just got off on, but it, it really is what we are geared towards when we lose these bad games to Bucknell. It's like, we think about the big picture and we love to talk about the big picture when we, when that crap happens. So apologies if um, you guys wanted more basketball talk, but you're going to get university talk sometimes, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I, I, know. I don't really have anything else as far as like X's and O's. I mean, yeah, we've, I mean, we we've didn't got really to talk about any of the five games in detail. Um, no, I mean, people saw what they saw. We saw some embarrassing losses and we saw wins against cupcakes, right? Yeah. That's basically yeah. summing it up. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty summing it up in a notch. I mean, I don't know. The Temple game I thought was very frustrating. Um, you know, I guess you make an argument, you know, if that was more frustrating than, 
you know, Bucknell. Um, I just thought, you know, the Temple game was just, I don't know. I, I thought, I don't even know if they were playing basketball. You know, they shot 25%. Yeah. Um, you were saying just, at least Bucknell, it was close. You're, you're no, saying- I mean, the Bucknell game was close and you had a shot at some point, but it was very frustrating. Uh, Clifton Moore would go up to defend the one screen and that big guy was wide open underneath. Like every time, like, why are you switching on him? Why are you switching? Just let it'll work out. Stay in the paint. Don't give that guy a layup. And that was you know, they couldn't. Yeah. Like that big guy, like he was wide open. So many layups. Like why was Clifton Moore helping out? Yeah. <sighs> I don't, it was very frustrating. Yeah. You know, Funk, they couldn't stop him. You know, he shot 10 of 15, which is like, you know, two-thirds, 66.67% for like 22 points. Um, you know, Jack Clark, you know, he showed up, you know, off the bench. Who knew? Like, it, it, like I was saying, you never know, it's man. very difficult. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think Bucknell shot like 56%. And, you know, Doug Bertong was so loud. Um, you know, he was all hype. Uh, <laughs> yeah, their commentator is an absolute – he's an absolute – Bozo, but I guess when you're in Lewisburg and you, oh, you've you got know, nothing else you, to do, then yeah, that goes that's what nut. you do. <laughs> um, very but, frustrating, very frustrating, and and it is, it does show us that this team is nowhere near caliber to beat anybody in the A10 right now. Yeah, right. Do you see the press conference? Yeah, I was listening so to like, it. I don't know. Like this is this bugs me. I know, like. We saw the press conference before against Villanova, and my gosh, I was laughing. But, like, come on, dude. Chewing gum. I feel like that's disrespectful. Like, you're the head coach <laughs> of the team. I'm going to come here and, like, chew gum. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's disrespectful. Like, I don't know. Is that why your players have bad attitudes? Because it comes from the top, and you're chewing gum. You're laughing at these press conferences. Do you take it seriously? Like, come on. Like, you're in the locker. Like, yeah, they had a bad the, spot under for the, the press blue conference. Locker, I don't know where that gum? was. Like, come on. <laughs> where, where was that? I don't know where that was. I don't was. know where he was. That, was, that was a weird spot. I will I mean, say, I feel a like press conference. That's a great, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I will um, say the gum is a little weird. I, I think that's fine, Rich. I feel like, like that's disrespectful. I know. I think it's fine. Like as a head coach. I mean, I feel like it's, uh, I feel like it's a little disrespectful. Like you're talking to the press. You don't have gum in your mouth. I, I don't know. I feel like that's, and that's a small thing. But I feel like that. I don't know. I mean, it's small. It's interesting it's thought. I don't know. But I feel like it's disrespectful. I feel like that goes a long way. You know, some of those players, you know, body language. You're like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I, I don't know. We I never like- know what's going on there, man. We never know. It's, uh, it's We never know. We never know. I, I understand the anger. Like, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. But we never know. We never know. And we never will know until – until I don't know, the next president comes out and talks more about I'm this on the stuff. Directors. <laughs> no, um, no, fair enough. I mean, whatever. I, Rich, you have your your issues with the press conference. I feel like every press conference you could pick something out, though. No, but you could pick saying, something. Like out. if I was the head coach, I would like. I don't know. I feel like I just wouldn't do that. Like, I wouldn't. I don't know. I feel like that Noted. shows like the fans. But thinking what fans? Like I'm the one. Like the one that was nitpicking it. about it. Yeah, Ash didn't think that you would be watching, so he decided. No, to I would be nitpicking, gum. like laughing. Oh, when I saw them play Purdue, I knew they would be in for a tough time. Like, come on. <laughs> like I don't want to hear that. No, I again, know. like maybe he wants, you know, to combat because no. He's like, oh, you know, this fan base doesn't care. Like, I can say whatever the hell I want. I can chew whatever I want at any time. Um, it, it's just frustrating because, you know, Bucknell was a 305 Ken Pop, 300 plus Ken Pop team. And we lose to him. We're, then we were 
220. I think now we're like yeah. 250. Ridiculous. It, it's just frustrating. Um, nope. It, it, What's like, oh, yeah. Drexel's Ken Palm in other news, Drexel's Ken Palm is like 180 something. Yeah. So this would be the biggest win of the season if it happens. I know that he, um, I saw a few tweets about Drexel having COVID. They postponed their game against Temple. And I mean, we played them Tuesday. So, I mean, if we win, if we play them and win, that's awesome. But if we don't even play them at all, I will also say that's pretty awesome because the fewer games stress me out, the better. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I'm kind of optimistic um, just because I don't know. I feel like this is probably their best chance at a, the biggest win of the year, I guess, Ken Palm wise. And it's at home, which is a big Drexel. advantage. That's their biggest Drexel, game of which the I year. Feel like he's going to beat. And I think Ashley Howard, you know, he went there. So, you know, he's got a little, you know, chip on his shoulder, you know, besides chewing gum, you know, maybe to, you know, light a spark and beat Zach Spiker and the, and the Dragons. Um, so it'd be a nice win, you know, best win of the season going into A 10 play. So hopefully they play. If not, you know, maybe they can, you know, game plan for 11 days for Fordham. I oh, bet he'll be doing that. Um, yeah, but, I mean, hopefully they play and they can gain, you know, confidence. Or it'll be interesting to see if, you know, the Drexel game is postponed or canceled. Yeah. If Ash will schedule an opponent and who it'll be. Um, that, that'll be very interesting. Um, will it be another crappy opponent to get our confidence it'll be holy family. I don't know. <laughs> somebody low rpi 500 team um just to get a win make us feel better and then get wrecked by yeah, maybe he'll schedule a um intramural team from LaSalle. yeah he's gonna that'd be great anyway they get confidence i don't know i don't know it's just it's just frustrating i feel like it's a, frustra- been a frustrating you know non-conference schedule yep um i know i was you know Going in here saying they're going to go eight and three, and my stretch goal NIT looks like so idiotic. <laughs> but your opinion, I mean, it's right there, six and five. You got to be rich. You got to have the right mindset. On the money. You have to be disappointed. I, I know I'm on the money because I'm always disappointed. You have to go into this with pessimism. You've had a lot of posi- positivity, and it'll bite you in the ass when you're a little south. Yeah. That's what I've learned. Um, my stretch goal. I, I don't think I had a stretch goal to begin the season, but here's guess what my stretch goal is pretty bold this is this is wild to even consider is LaSalle finishing 500 or even above 500 that's my stretch goal like that is as that seems as crazy to me as going to the NIT that seems like point. crazier than going to the NIT is just no, getting no, above that's, 500 that's pretty fair that's isn't fair. that sad just getting mm-hmm. above 500 I don't think it's gonna happen it's a stretch goal it's not even a goal it's a stretch goal just something in the back of your mind. Everyone think uh, about that's it. pretty fair. I mean, I feel like when I look at the schedule, and I guess, you know, I guess one of the other things I wanted to go into was, you know, the outlook on the A10 schedule. I play 18 games and I don't even know like how many wins I see, to no. be honest. Um, see, I so see I mean five hundred be amazing. I just don't see that if I was to place an over under, I think I'd go like five and a half. Yeah. No. On wins. I don't even know if that's fair. That's what the bookies. Um, that's what uh, Vegas would say probably right now. I think Vegas might be lower. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. Did they drop that type of stuff? I don't. I don't think so. I just. No. I just. Make, no. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe some bookies have it. In any event, this team. This team is not going anywhere anytime soon. Pat Chambers, save us. Maybe save us. I don't know. 
We'll see. That's why we sing. We'll see what All happens. Right. Wait, so, so how many conference wins do you see? So they have 18. They play 18 conference games. What was your final? What was your uh, go on the record here and say how many um, wins you think? I was going to say go? five. Five and 13? Yeah, that's why I do like that. Your prediction of or your over under, I, I think five is is, is my uh, my stretch goal. No, my actual goal would be six wins in conference. <laughs> if they can exceed that, that'd be really cool. Six you wins in conference, five. that'd be awesome. Um, what do I want to go with? Uh, you're Mister Positivity, so I know gotta, I want to be positive, go. but I don't want to be like completely idiotic. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm. I don't know. I'm just gonna go. Also, I'm just gonna. I'll. I'm gonna say four. Oh, all right. Worse than me. Okay. I didn't want to. I wanted to say a bigger range. I just don't see it. Did you think and, about COVID though? What if teams have COVID? And we we win games because of forfeit. Like well, that would be. That would be. Oh amazing. yeah, we we can't count that. But I was thinking more along the lines of they have. Uh, they were on pause and they finally play us, like St. Louis, uh, like other teams, Richmond. Or they uh, lost. Like it could happen. Do you account for that or not? Are you saying if COVID doesn't exist right now, four wins? I'm just gonna, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'll just gonna say four. I'm not changing All right. it. All right. Yeah, I'll say five. That's right. where we're at as a program. Yeah, right I now. wish I was higher. Oh well. Well, Rich, that's all I got. You got anything else? No, I feel like I wanted to talk about other things, but I feel like this is kind of the best way to, you know, sum it up in a, in a bunch. I wanted to, you know, go more into the games, but you know, given the season so far. Kind of made sense to kind of just summarize and yeah, you know, we can simplify how bad they are. That's the best yeah, part about I mean, being bad. We don't have to go. Yeah, it, the Delaware game. I had I did the most analysis I've ever done because of how close the game was. But I mean, when we blow out, when we beat these easy teams by a lot, and we yeah, lose to say? these crappy yeah. teams by a lot, it's like, what do you want us to say? There's nothing yeah, to break yeah. down. Mm-hmm. I mean, we you know we're we're decent at X's and O's, but it's definitely not necessary. <laughs> this team does not deserve. Our X's and O's in our breakdowns right now. No offense. <laughs> I want to, yeah, I want something to kind of, you know, be happy about, but it's just, there's nothing. Yeah, there's not much. Um, I mean, you pretty much expected this. Um, yeah, I expected, I expect them to be a little better, but oh well. Here yeah. we are, folks. 20th and only. What will happen next? Tune in next time after Drexel. We've got a few days. You got what? The thirtieth is when we play Fordham, right? Correct. So a ten play heating up. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll be watching the a ten as a whole, and uh, stay tuned. We'll have a lot more a lot more to talk about. Hopefully by then, maybe we'll have a new president. I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, well, that does it for Rich and I. Um, as always, like, rate, subscribe, follow back. Uh, mute us if you don't like us. Whatever. Yeah, DM us. Care. DM us. Yeah, hit us up. Uh, link up with us if you're coming to Gola. All you Fordham fans, when Ram Nation stops by, let us know. We'll give you a tour. Um, and uh, we'll see you all soon. Uh, but until then, it's a great day to be an explorer. Fight on. <laughs>